We have come to bow before you to learn of your feet. We pray that your, the entrance of your word will bring clarity to your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, I'm still not happy with my sound at all. Matthew 25, verse 31 to 40. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all his angels with him, he, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the angels will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on the right hand and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on the right hand, Come, you blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and fed you and feed you or thirsty and gave you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? When did you when did we see you sick and or in prison and come to you? The king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it for one of these least of my brethren, you did it for me. Hallelujah. We are still talking about sowing and reaping, isn't it? And today, I want us to look at this passage and the title, if you are looking for one, is Come You Blessed of My Father. Come You Blessed of My Father. Hallelujah. The guys were very surprised when the master said to them that I was in prison and you came to visit me. I was hungry, you gave me food to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. And they were not sure, they did not know when they were sick that the master saw them and um, uh, when the, 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 the master was sick and they saw him and clothed him. When they did they see the master hungry and they gave and he said as you did it you did it for the young ones you did it for the little ones you did it for me hallelujah in other words as they were sowing the seeds they didn't know that that seed that they were sowing was going to amount into a multiple harvest amen our christian this particular story it, it was not a parable are you with me? Jesus didn't say, he had thought of a parable. Then after that, he just decided to tell a story. Amen. 
And the story is that the king will, which means that it's a future tense. It's not a present tense. It's not something that has happened. It's not a story that's been told. It's something that will happen. And he was saying that they, the time will come that he will gather together all the people and he will separate the sheep from the goats. Hallelujah. There will be a separation. There will be a day of reckoning. There will be a day of harvest. I said to you, the church of God today likes to talk about the harvest and not the sowing. We like to talk about how God will bless us, how God will prosper us, how God will promote us, how God will give us everything that we need. We are always talking about harvest, harvest, and harvest. But you cannot speak about harvest if you don't first talk about sowing. Because the, the, the passage we read in Galatians chapter 6 says that, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. His own, everything you sow is what you are going to reap. If you sow meanness and wickedness, if you sow selfishness, if you sow, uh, look at it. Somebody is hungry. Listen, do you know that I'm also hungry? Do you know that I also have bills to pay? Do you know that it's like we live in a, 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 a austere season after COVID, things are not working. You are saying that I should give money away to somebody. Well, I don't have money to give to strangers. I haven't finished giving my family members. How can I think about you? I was naked and you gave me clothes. If I were to ask you to bring five of your best clothes to be given away. Immediately, your countenance will change because you have plans for your clothes. Nobody buys clothes without plans. Especially, except some, some ladies I know. In, they, they, they are somewhere on the left-hand side. They, they will buy clothes without plans. They are hoping that one day there will be a plan. there will be a plan but for now there's no plan but I'm buying it anyway look how how compressed and combobulated your wardrobe is they are more clothes than the wardrobe's capacity and you are still compressing more clothes because you are still buying and you don't realize that Others don't have anything at all. And they need something that you have. But the spirit of selfishness will not make us give. Because we say we don't have to give. I was sick. Listen, we don't have time to visit we are going for a prayer meeting. We are going for a, a work. We have work meeting. We have this. We have that. We have that. We have that. Now you are talking about adding compassion. We don't have time to give compassion. That, that, man, that man who was caught between Jerusalem and Jericho amongst thieves and was, was down, the priest came. He said, I am going for a convention. I cannot stop. 
to give compassion. I'll be late. I cannot sow a seed of compassion because my time is limited. I have to go and preach. I have to go and cast out demons. I have to go and be part of the harvest. This is not a time to sow. The Levite came and he went, he went to look. He said, the man is really hurt. I don't think this guy will make it to tomorrow morning. You know. look, at, look at how he's bleeding. Anyway, but I don't have time. And he walked away. Maybe somebody must help him. Brother, I'll pray for you. Kato Brasande. Jesus, help him. And then he moved on. What the priest, the Levites, and every one of us don't know is that there's a day of reckoning. There's a day that we will have to give account. And that also, that account, you see, the exam that you are going to sit, that you have questions, you are not supposed to fail. You are not supposed to fail because the, 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 the questions have already been given to you. So you, all you have to do is to rehearse all the answers. And he says that part of the test is the compassion test. The compassion test is a test of inconvenience for us as Christians. Mm, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Compassion means we have to give something away. Compassion means our time must go. Compassion means our effort must go. Compassion means something from us must leave us to go somewhere. And we don't like to be inconvenienced. I was a stranger and you took me in. Do you know what it takes to take a stranger in? It means you have to be inconvenienced. You have to prepare a room. Nobody has a spare room. Nobody has time to wait on strangers. To give them breakfast. I, I normally skip breakfast. I don't have time to do uh, oatmeal and wheat and uh, what do you call it? Bacon and eggs. I don't have time. I, I, I do to go. Because of this stranger, I have to reschedule my time. I have to reschedule my breakfast. To do breakfast. I have to be inconvenient because this person is my space. Look how tight the rooms are. Look how tight the space is. I have to be inconvenienced. I don't want to be bothered by anybody. As I'm saying, it's very, it sounds very far away from, from, from us. But it's so close. As a church, we have the blessed of the father department that feeds the, the poor and homeless every Sunday. After Sunday, you just hang around. You see families are coming to take food. Some need burdens. Some need, in this cold, they need jackets. They need gloves. They need um, electricity. They need, uh, some, some are not homeless. They just don't have enough. They are in a tight situation. They are families that are in a tight situation. So they need a little help. 
a little more extra food, a little extra, uh, what do you call it, light bill to pay gas bill and everything. And as a church, every, uh, what do you call it, Sunday, we have, but we can do more. And as a church, once, uh, uh, one month out of the 12 months, we dedicate to blessed of the Father, which is November. And out of that uh, four or five Sundays, we dedicate one service, which is today, for blessed of the Father. Are you with me? So today's service dedicated to blessed of the Father. He says that, and the master will say, welcome you blessed of the Father. Why are you blessed of the Father? Is it because you prayed in tongues? Is it because you, you were always at all nights? Is it because you fasted? Is it because you did so well? You didn't uh, uh, do all the fornicate? You didn't uh, uh, smoke? You didn't do all the five top sins? No. It had nothing to do with anything that we call spiritual. But it had all to do with compassion. That is one area the church of God is lacking. Hallelujah. We struggle to be compassionate. See, anytime we, we look at the Pharisees, we look at the Pharisees with a certain disdain. We look at the Pharisees with a certain, we look, look down on them. But guess who the modern day Pharisees are? You and I. We are more about the outward than the inward. We are more about what will be a show than what is inside. We are more, it's like your outside is like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Whitewashed tombs, but inside is full of dead men's bones. We are all full of dead men's bones. We are full of wickedness, selfishness, and lack of compassion. We all want to be blessed by somebody, but we don't want to be the answer to somebody else's prayer. You all want somebody to be the solution center for your prayer. But none of us here want to be the solution center for anybody else's prayer. Remember the story I told you last week? The, the people came to pray at the altar. And as they were praying, this man, rich man, had his wife. The wife was dying of cancer. So he was helpless. He came to pray that Lord help save my wife. That as he was praying, there was a man next to him. And that man was also praying. Lord, my landlord is coming. My rent is due. My 200 pound rent. If I don't pay the 200 pounds, I'll be out of my room. So he was praying fervently. And this man was praying. And the, man, the rich man felt that the poor man was disturbing his prayer. Because the man was speaking so, so loudly and so passionately. That, you know, the poor people are very passionate. <laughs> so he was very passionate and very, you know, because the, 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 the <laughs> is that Emmanuel? Emmanuel, well, it's good to see you. So he was, uh, so at the point, the, the rich man got up and he hit the, the poor man. My friend, my friend, my friend. Then he said, how much, how much is your rent? He said, 200. Collect 300 and go. Is that the, stop disturbing God. We have serious here. <laughs> don't don't, don't disturb. Get, get even two months rent and go quickly so we can. 
We need God's full attention here. We are talking about cancer. You are talking about 200 pounds. You are distracting God. Out of the man's selfishness was the poor man's answer to his prayer. Hallelujah. And we are all like that. We don't really care about the next person. The next person's problem is so small, you can solve it without even batting an eyelid. But would you do it? No, it's about us. It's about what we need. It's about, about me. I am here, Lord. Bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. All our songs, all our preaching, all everything we're doing is, is us. Oh, you people, don't spoil my message. Do not spoil my message. Pastor Ben is in church. Let me, let me impress him, please. Don't spoil my... my all our songs are blessings. Bless us. Provide for us. Give us miracles. Give us double, double. Everything is double. Everything. God will never bless except there is a seed in the ground. So my question to you is that what seed have you sown that warrants God's harvest on your land? What compassion seed have you sown? As you look at, look at your wardrobe, how you have blessed your wardrobe all year. How many people's wardrobes have you blessed? You see, you have the same shirt. Your body about four, four or five pairs. You don't even know you have the same shirt, four or five of them. Same color, same size. You see, when you buy too many clothes, you don't look, you're not a sharp dresser. Do you know why? Because you don't have, uh, what do you call it? You don't have the imagination to combine properly. For a man, all you need is five pair of suits, five different colors, one blue, one gray, one brown, one uh, black, and you can make 64 different combinations with just five pairs of, 64 different combinations with just five pairs. But look at your wardrobe, it's bursting. And it makes you lazy because every time you can't think to combine properly. Because our life is about overflow, blessing, harvest, harvest. Put my song back on. Put it off. That's all you are interested in. Miracles. All our songs. Miracles. Harvest. Blessing. Harvest. Miracle. Harvest. 
But God is the God of principle. You are God's answer to someone's question. You are God's solution for somebody. How many times have you availed yourself to be somebody's solution? That is why we pray and pray and we still don't get blessed. Because we are defying a principle. If I stand here and I jump, I have to come down. Why? Because the principle of what? Gravity is at work. Everybody who jumps must come down. It will be very, very rare. It will be very, very out of the norm for me to jump and go higher instead of coming down and be suspended in the air. I'm sure all of us will run away from the room if I was suspended instead of coming down. But then we pray as if the, the norm is that when you jump, you are suspended. We pray as if we can change God's mind by our prayer. Last week, I was saying to you that how can you be mean? You have sown meanness and you expect a harvest of blessing and kindness. Except God is not God. We make God a liar when we are so evil and we want to reap good. I knew I wasn't going to get a lot of amen, so I brought a whole bag of them that is in my ear. So I, my, my ear is telling me amen, so I have heard my amen. I don't need your preachons and your amen. If you say amen, it's up to you. If you don't say amen, I don't, I don't care. Hallelujah. You preaching... Pastor, you preaching? Preach. You're a Superman, Pastor. Pastor Chris, you're a Superman. Superman, Pastor. I had a guy in my church. Anytime I'm preaching, you're a Superman, Pastor. <laughs> he said he was an American. No, no, he was from Bantama. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, anyways. Rather, God blesses us. Oh, concentrate, concentrate, concentrate. Concentrate, come on. <laughs> the Lord blesses us so that we can be salvation to somebody. So you see, as you are saved and you are not thinking about the salvation of somebody else, you make God's work frustrated. I don't know whether you understand that. Let me, let me rephrase the English. Uh, I was thinking about Pastor Sam, so I was about to say English. The, the American is coming. The American is coming. <laughs> oh, oh, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. We love our pastor. How, how many love our, we love our, we love our pastor. 
You're a Superman pastor, Superman pastor. Listen, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son as a seed. Remember we said that the, the, the size of the seed does not determine the size of the harvest. Because the size of the seed is small in comparison with the size of the harvest. So he sowed his only son. His son came as appropriation for us to atone for our sins. And he provided a way of salvation. And he taught us to go and preach the gospel. To make disciples of him. As he came to be a seed and became a harvest, he released the harvest as a seed. I don't know whether you are getting for 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 us to also multiply, but the church today has been so encumbered with selfishness that we've forgotten that the only reason why you are saved is for you to be a savior of somebody else. Yeah, I said to you that we are always sowing in life, every day. Is a planting day, and every day is also a harvest day. Are you are you getting what I'm saying? Where you are sitting today is as a result of the seeds you have sown in the past, right? Where you will sit tomorrow is as a result of the seeds you are planting today. Am I making sense? Yeah. So if you don't you don't like where you are sitting today, change what you sow. Or what you have sown in the past. Sow something different. So that where you sit, your harvest tomorrow will be different. And you see, whether you are sowing or you are not sowing consciously, you are still sowing. Because the Bible, Jesus gave a parable. He said, a man, a sower, went to sow. But he said that, as he went, some seed fell, which means that he hadn't reached the place where he was going to sow. He hadn't reached the place he had planned to sow. But as he was going by the wayside, some seeds were dropping. By the thorny uh, ground, some seeds were dro- dropping. By the rocky uh, ground, some seeds were dropping. By the fertile ground, some seeds were dropping. And he still hadn't reached the place where he was going to plant. Jesus was not interested in the place where he was going to plant. He was talking about the various places that as he was walking, the seeds fell from his pocket. And in life, we are always falling seeds from our pockets. The conversation you are having is a seed. The gossip you are having is a seed. The backbiting you are having is a seed. You don't consciously sow it, but you are sowing it. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You haven't reached the place where you are planning to sow, but you are sowing anyway. With your mouth, you are sowing. With your behavior, you are sowing. Hallelujah. So as you sat on the bus and refused to tell somebody about Christ, you are sowing a seed. Because you were the only Christ released on the bus to talk to somebody as a, a seed for a harvest. And what did you do? So, everybody's going to help but you. 
and you watch them to go to hell. In Ezekiel, the Bible says that if I say to you to tell the wicked to repent from his ways, or else they will end up in hell, and you don't tell them, when they die, they will go to hell. And when they go to hell, I will require the blood from your hand. But if you tell them and they don't hear it, that's fine. Their, their blood will be on their heads. You will be exonerated from it. Why? Because you have discharged your duty. Hallelujah. See, this messages, these messages are not preached in the church today. Because the church is all about harvest. It's all about how Jesus will come from miraculously and bless us without doing any work. I mean, how is it that only 8%, 8 to 15% of the church members pay tithe and give offerings? And yet, everyone in the room wants God to bless them miraculously financially. Does that make mathematical sense? And the pastor will propagate that lie that God is going to bless you in spite of who you are, in spite of what you have done, in spite of what you have sown. God is going to bless. God is not going to give you Shelly. If you don't know what Shelly is, don't worry. Shelly is shilling. God is not going to give shilling. If you don't know what shilling is, pennies. Hallelujah. Because God is, if God was to bless you without having the right to do so, Satan will accuse God. Hallelujah. When was the last time you bought something for somebody you didn't know? You went, you were on the cash till and you saw this lady trying to add, join five and two P and one pound and not reaching. They were not getting close. And you were, you were rather angry. And hissing and puffing and puffing. When you could have just said, listen, their bill is on me. It's okay. Sister is struggling. When was the last time, say, sister, I want to be a blessing to you. I see you struggling. Can I help you? Can I buy something for you? What is it that you need? Can I take you shopping? Not because I want to... I want you as a girlfriend or anything like that. But I just want to be a blessing to you. When was the last time? You know, we used to do that back in the day. Back in the day in church, it was something that was done. In church. When we used to sing, you're my brother, you're my sister, so take me by the hand. Together we are. We are heirs of the Father. We are joint heirs with the Son. We are children of his kingdom. We are family. We are one. Those were the messages we, I had growing up as a young Christian. And it was like, it means that we are family. If you are family, then it's okay for me to give you my shoe. If you are family, it's okay to give you my shirt. If you are family, if you are in need, I give you. It was, that is what we were taught. But when the prosperity gospel entered into the church and it was all about God's blessing, God's prosperity, those messages have died. Now we are all wanting more, wanting more, wanting more. We are never satisfied. 
get a house, you want a bigger one. You get a bigger one, you want a grander, bigger one. You get a bigger, you want to get it. Pastor Gloria, this is your very last one. After this, you are going to the back. Pastor Sam hasn't said anything. You are the one causing trouble. <laughs> Minding his else and ask, leave him alone. <laughs> Amen. Listen, sometimes when you come to church, relax. You are too serious. It's not every time you have to be serious like that. Mm. Is that okay? All right. So, God will bless and fill our tanks when we empty ourselves of fuel. I don't know whether you understand. Would it make sense for you to keep pouring fuel into a tank that is already full? It only makes sense when you empty yourself. Hallelujah. Empty yourself of finances for God to fill your, your financial. I said to you last week that if all you live on is your wages and salary, you are under a curse. And I owe nobody an apology. Because according to the Bible in Genesis chapter 3, the curse that God gave to the man, the out of the sweat of your brow, you shall eat. Before the curse, man was supposed to have authority and eat without work. So work was a curse. The way you break that curse is by making sure that your work becomes a seed that releases the blessing. Mm, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You see, when you pay your tithe of 10%, 10% that 10% is supposed to release a 100% blessing outside your 10%. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. I, I don't know whether you get it. You know, if I live on 100 pounds, because I work and I'm paid 100 pounds. When I pay 10%, it means I am releasing another 100 pounds outside the 100 pounds that I live off. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because when you invest, the investment pays. Isn't that right? Any investment, so your tithe is also an investment. Lay not for yourself treasures on the earth where moth and rust does corrupt, but lay for yourself treasures in heaven where no man can steal. So as you give your tithe, as you give offering, as you bless people, you are releasing your heavenly bank accounts. See, heavenly bank accounts can be spent here on earth. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. I always say something that I am a very wealthy man, not because of my bank balance. Because I sow goodwill. Goodwill is also um, an investment. <clears throat> I don't know whether you understand. Goodwill, I've done good for you. I've done good for you. I've done good for you. I've done good for Sami. I've done good for everybody. So let's say one day, my son needs something. And I know you can give. Because I have sown goodwill, I, I, it's not, I won't think twice. 
Oh, go to um, Ernest. And Ernest knows he owes me. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So, he wouldn't even bat an eyelid, but he would help. That blessing is outside my income. Do you understand? Because I couldn't have paid for it. But I have been, because I have sold goodwill, I am entitled to cash in. You are entitled to cash in from heaven when you have sown goodwill to heaven. Uh, I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. Because even human beings, if I have sown goodwill, I'm entitled to cash it. So how much more heaven? How much more heaven? So what goodwill do you have in the bank of heaven? Some of us are bankrupt. We don't sow goodwill to anybody. You haven't been kind to anybody. There's no one person you can point to as I've been kind to this person or that person. It's always people being kind to you and you don't have enough to be kind to anybody with. I told you there are two different lands. The stream and the desert, both of them are lands. Both of them receive the same amount of rain. It is the generosity of the land that determines the state of the land. When the stream receives water, it passes on. Water, it passes. Because of the goodwill, the, the rain, uh, uh, the, the stream has, is always receiving. It's almost as if the stream has more water than the desert. It's not true. They have the same amount of water. It's just that because of your generosity, you have goodwill. Are you with me? And that goodwill makes a lot of uh, fishes come and live around you because they know they can depend on you. They know they can. Can, can people depend on you? Is there, is, there, is there anybody that your life, your life matters so much to that without you, they don't have a life? Without any hidden agenda. You know the brother that uh, Pastor Glow was talking about? This is a guy who has shown goodwill. Everywhere. Everywhere. And you see, it is not difficult to sow kindness. Uh, it's, it, won't take, it won't take anything out of, you, out of you. Kindness won't take anything. Being nice won't take anything out of you. Being mean is a, it's a, it's a, a, a mindset. Being generous is also a mindset. The liberal soul shall be made fat. The one that holds withholds more than necessary, it tends to poverty. The reason why Africa and other countries are always waiting for donor pastness is not because Africa is bro more broke than anybody else. No, that's not true. It's because the mindset is wrong. The mindset is survival. The mindset is that let us receive. The leaders are always thinking about getting, getting, getting. The leaders never sold to anybody. You never see, they say there's disaster in uh, uh, Israel or disaster in Turkey and they are giving relief. No African country would take anything to go and give to uh, Iraq, Israel. No, there is no, it doesn't even cross an African leader's mind that we can go and give uh, 50,000 or 50 million to uh, Turkey. No. It didn't even cross the, cabinet, the mind of the cabinet at all. Because they're thinking that they don't even have electricity. How can they go and... 
without realizing that the more you give, the more God give, you give God a reason or you give others a reason to bless you. America is more broke than any country in the world. But America gives more than any other country. You take a country, let me take a random country, a country like Zimbabwe. Okay, let me not call names. Uh, the, 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 the total amount of debt, the total debt stock of Zimbabwe is probably around $300 billion. $300 billion. Somebody Google it for me. Total death stock of Zimbabwe. It's probably about 300 billion. Maximum 300 billion. Probably less. America owes over 14, 14 billion. 17 billion. Put, put American total death stock for me. 31 trillion. Do you know what a trillion is? <laughs> A country like Ghana, the total death stock is about uh, 29 or 33.6 trillion. 32.6 trillion. 32.6 trillion compared to uh, 2014 billion. Do you know what a trillion is? The total debt. If I take the whole total debt stock of Africa, it's not one trillion. The whole total debt of Africa is not one trillion. Yeah, but our mind is that we can't give. We don't have enough. We are poor. We are poor. We need help. We need blessing. We need blessing. And you see, that mindset has been translated into all of us here. That we we act according to our pockets. Your whole life is designed, your budget, the total budget of your life is designed, designed by what is in your pocket plus the donor funds. <laughs> African, African countries, when they give you their budget, they'll put their budget is 20% or 30%. Then the 70% will depend on donor partners. Why do you have a donor partner to partner with you to live? It's like uh, my, my whole salary and everything comes to 30 pounds, but I'm waiting for friends and family members to give 70 so that I can have 100 pounds. Today, break away from that African mentality. Life is not about what you need. Life is more than what you need. It's, it's about being generous because the general and the liberal soul is always made fat. The more you give, the more you receive. Sometimes all you need to give is not money, it's time. Sometimes your presence to go and visit somebody who is sick. So, your presence to go to prison, to go and visit somebody who is in prison, it's all. We have a brother in prison. A member of this church. And one day I was talking to him, we talk every week. You know, he said, Pastor, why don't we have people come to the prison to visit? And I said, we are working on it. 
But for him to have had that conversation, I felt very guilty when I put the phone down. That the guy in prison saying, why don't we have People come to visit and pray. Then you say, you know, the books you sent me have been given to people. When they read, they come and ask me questions. But I feel that if we can get more people here. So we are working on it. But how many of us have that mindset? We need people to give at least one or two hours in a week to go and take food from the supermarkets. The supermarkets are giving us food free to bring it here so that we can package for people who... We can't get people. We have a lot of people who drive cars, but we can't get people because when you ask them, they, my time, my time, my time, my time, my time. We are the Levites. We look at the, the poor man and say, I would have helped, but my time. Meanwhile, you can sit at home. Your car is packed for... You don't sow goodwill. But you want miracles, no entire Jesus to happen to you. Life is not about you. Life is about the change you make for somebody. Hallelujah. I feel like talking to somebody. There's a, a brother in this church, Ross. You hardly find Ross in church these days. Because he works, he comes home just about church time. But every Wednesday night, Thursday night, Thursday night, you see Ross driving to go and pick food to come and drop here. The other day when I, I saw him, he, was, he had just brought food and he was going and I was just chatting with him in front. It was late in the night. And I said, this guy is more Christian than... 90% of my church members who are always here. That's what I said to myself. Because we are lacking compassion. We are being too selfish. It's all about harvest, no seed. How do you go and sow? How do you go and harvest a farm that you never planted seed in? You are a thief. Will a man rob God? Malachi chapter 3. Will a man rob God? Have you robbed me? Wherein did we rob you, God? Verse 8 down was. You have robbed me. Yet you have robbed me. But in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. Then he said, I bring the tithes and the offerings so that there will be meat in my house. And try me in this, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you outside blessing. Try me in goodwill. And if you, I will not open the windows and give you goodwill. The biggest investment you can make is goodwill. Oh, I don't know whether you understood what I said. The greatest investment you can make as a human being is goodwill. Being kind to somebody. Giving somebody time. Giving somebody help. Giving somebody a helping hand. Being there for somebody. is the best investment. I don't care about any business deal. Because the biggest 
investment portfolio is human beings. I can sit here and make a phone call into any country because of goodwill and things will be done. Not because I have money in my pocket, but just because of goodwill. You cannot go anywhere <laughs> because you haven't planted anything. So with all the tongues you are speaking, you can't go anywhere and do anything. If you don't have the money, forget it. But I pray that from today, we will have goodwill. From today, we'll be compassionate. We'll sow so many seeds of compassion 